0: And now, and, now, and now. now, item, 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 item with, with Tommy, Tommy Lee. Item with
1: Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. I'm Tommy Lee and this is the Item Podcast, my random record button for whatever's in my head at any given time, and today we have a special guest, Alan Stewart of the Hall of Heroes Superhero Museum. It's wonderful. It's marvelous. It's Item 101. First, off the bat, let me say that this podcast will eventually have spoilers about the Avengers Infinity War movie in it. But I'm not going to do that till the final segment, I promise. And I will give you a warning before I do. So please stick around for a while first and skip the ending until later if you have to. I understand. I spent a whole week avoiding spoilers myself. Alan Stewart has been a guest on the item before. He's also been a frequent guest on just about every radio program I've been associated with for much of the past decade plus. Alan's the curator of the Hall of Heroes Superhero Museum in Elkhart, and pretty much the foremost expert on comic books and superheroes that I know. Alan, welcome to the Item Podcast, sir. Hey,
0: always good to be chatting with you, Tommy.
1: Now, first of all, get us caught up on what's going on with the museum right now and in the immediate future. I know we've got a big day coming up.
0: We we do yeah actually this uh, Saturday is our Avengers Day. It's uh, of course because the Infinity War movie is so successful, and uh, it's the also the fifty fifth anniversary of the Avengers comic book that came out in nineteen sixty three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this uh, this Saturday is of course no- different than our normal events. You know, we normally have our big Marvel event of the year in May, uh, which we're doing. But this is also our first Kickstarter. We're launching to raise uh, money for our big move. To finally raise the, you know move the museum this year, uh, we're looking for locations up on the north end of Elkhart by the toll road, right. and hoping to bring 50 to 100,000 people off the toll road and uh, add in quite a sizable chunk of uh, their tourism revenue to uh, Elkhart.
1: Excellent, And um, there, are, there are other things planned throughout the year as well to, uh, to help make that happen.
0: Absolutely. We of course have uh, Comic Con in September. Uh, we'll be doing some. Uh, we're actually doing our Marvel cosplay contest this Saturday, and we're giving away a uh, couple of tickets to the Hollywood uh, Heroes Comic Con that'll be in September. We'll uh, also I'm expecting to get some uh, celebrity contracts back this week, so we can maybe make some announcements on Saturday with some of the uh, Hollywood celebs that'll be coming to town in September.
1: All right. Now I need you to talk me off the ledge. About this Marvel Comics reboot, what is it? Why are they doing it? And damn it, can't they just leave well enough alone already? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, my, I share your frustration. Um, you know, and the thing is, I you know, I really don't look at a lot of the spoilers. You know, of course, why they're doing it? Well, it's always about the money, of course. Exactly. You know, new number ones, you know, sell higher print runs.
1: Just like DC um, had yeah. with the new Fifty Two.
0: Right, exactly, yeah, it's just, DC and Marvel seems like every five years they're doing reboots, and and I, for one, am pretty sick of it, you know, I wish they would just leave the numbering alone, stick their continuity, it always annoys me when they do these reboots.
1: Agreed. I just, uh, it's so frustrating, I mean, I've I've got my books I like, and I've got my run in progress on the books that I like, and oh, now they're going to reboot. Now, I will say this, I like some of the creative teams that they've announced, but by the same token it's just like come on just you can you can put a new creative team or a traditional creative team on a book and have it you know kind of renew the storyline without having to reboot the whole damn thing with another number one i
0: agree absolutely yeah i think that is it's it's all about money it's all about the numbers is is really all it is um there's absolutely no reason why you know they did it for decades um before the 90s when they started doing all these reboots every 5 or 10 years you know they would always have. You know they would change creative teams right. and storylines all the time. So yeah, like I said, it's it's not necessary.
1: I'll say this though: there are some interesting choices on what they're doing for the new titles, including Jamie Madrock's Multiple Man getting his own book.
0: Yeah, I think they're. You know, I think they're kind of sh- you know shopping around to try to find the next you know Deadpool, Harley Quinn. You know, trying to get some of these. B-list carriers, the A-list, you know, they can do films and merchandising and things like that.
1: Yeah, and um, it's it's definitely interesting that they're doing that. They're doing Sentry. They're launching a brand new Hulk title, um, Immortal Hulk, I think it's called.
0: Well, I am glad that they're bringing back the original Bruce Banner Hulk. I mean, the, I the other one that they did, the Amadeus Troy, was not a fan. To me, that is not the Hulk. It's like Hulk sidekick.
1: Right, and Tony Stark back as Iron Man.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, Tony has to be back as Iron Man. Yeah. yeah oh, the, and, and the
1: original Thor coming back in the comics. Yes,
0: absolutely. I was not a fan when they did the female Thor, you know, there's, and I know that they're trying to get more, you know, of the female side, but there's plenty of female characters out there that they can use. I am glad that they're uh, doing some stuff with Ms. Marvel. She's got her own film coming up. I think that's pretty exciting.
1: They're relaunching Fantastic Four.
0: It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Fantastic Four was the first Marvel property that launched what we now know as the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So, I mean, for them to have taken that away never made any sense to me.
1: Granted, it hasn't had a whole lot of uh, luck at the box office, but that's hardly the fault of the characters. Right. So, it'll be interesting to see yeah, what happens there. they just
0: needed to put, to put a good creative team and artists on the book, and that's what they should have done instead of canceling the book.
1: Exactly. And speaking of the box office, and this is where we get into the spoilers now for Infinity Wars, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can hit stop now, I understand, we'll talk to you next time time with with, with (laughs) Adam 102, and come back and listen to us after you see the movie. Um, Give me your thoughts on the new Avengers movie, I finally saw it Friday, and uh, again, here's the caveat, if you haven't seen it yet, we're going to give you some spoilers here, but uh, I was completely blown away about how well they put this movie together.
0: I I did like it, absolutely. My my big concern before seeing it, because they were going to have every Marvel character in the film. And the big challenge that I saw is how they were going to do the balancing act. Yeah. To have everyone in there, and I think they did very well with that.
1: Breaking them up into groups was a good idea. And you're right, we saw absolutely everybody except Hawkeye and Ant-Man.
0: Right, exactly. And apparently the Ant-Man and Wasp movie is supposed to explain that when that comes out.
1: Right. And uh, it, it, I also, I was thinking about this, and this is a little bit of a sidetrack. How do you like this, for a thought, for the after credits scene for Ant-Man and Wasp at the end of it, their big motivator to get them involved in the Infinity War two, whatever the title ends up being, after they save the day or whatever it is that they're doing in their Ant-Man and the Wasp movie? Um job well done pats on the back blah 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 and all of a sudden out of nowhere hank pym dissolves And, oh. and that motivates them to really get involved in what's happening next or even worse ant-man's family or um The the uh, his daughter. Yeah, or his daughter or the crazy friend who uh, who always uh, tells the stories Something, right. something to really motivate them and give us a good um, punch to the heart as we get ready for the uh, second Infinity War movie.
0: Oh, absolutely. No, that would definitely make sense.
1: Um, and speaking of the post credit scenes, the fact that um, they had Nick Fury at the very end of this movie use 80s technology to uh, try and contact Captain Marvel really sets up not only the 80s-based Captain Marvel film we've got coming up, but also an excellent um, person to, uh, an excellent character to be involved in finally putting Thanos down.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, the thing that surprised me was that they didn't have Nick Fury involved throughout the film that he was just at the end.
1: I think the only reason that they can really justify that is that everything happened so fast. But other than that, that's you're true. right. You're yeah. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right.
0: And I'm, so, and I'm not sure, you know, if that ties into what's going on with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because S.H.I.E.L.D. is technically disbanded at this time. Mm. And I think it does because the uh, Friday night's episode, they were talking about Thanos and what was going on, and it was tied in.
1: Right. Interesting. See, I haven't seen it yet, so I'll have to check that out.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of the explanation. If you, if you watch the latest issue of, uh, you know, the latest episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think that's kind of where the explanation a little bit was, that, you know, you're kind of seeing that in the current timeline of the film.
1: Once again, this is the Item Podcast, and we're talking with Alan Stewart, my uh, friend and comic book expert uh, from the Hall of Heroes Superhero Museum in Elkhart, Indiana. And in your incredibly educated fan opinion, Alan, should people be expecting Captain Marvel to save the day in the second Infinity War film, or is Kevin Feige going to remind us that we had this other character hanging out there that hasn't popped up yet and have he and his creative team stay a little more loyal to the Adam Warlock storyline that we know from the comics version of the story
0: and that's been my thought all along right. is that Adam Warlock is going to make an appearance because you know he appeared in the One Guardians movie just in kind of a back scene you saw his cocoon right. in the case so I've always thought okay he's going to appear at some point and, you know, I was watching for it, but I didn't see any hints of that. So maybe they're bypassing the Adam Warlock story, and they're going to go with Miss Marvel as the as the heroine to save the day. Right. But I'm not really sure, because they don't always follow the comic book universe. Exactly. Um, just like the comic book story, you know, he gained all the Infinity Gems from the elders of the universe. Well, of course, you only saw one or two of them right. in this story, and none of the gems were ever on Earth anyway during the comic book story.
1: Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, what are some of your favorite parts of the film? Some of, some of the moments that really stood out to you?
0: You know, it wasn't the big moments. It was, it was the, it was kind of the, the banter in between the different teams. <laughs> oh, I'm getting that. You know, on. I, I love the Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, Star Lord thing. You know, that was fantastic. Yeah. You know, the interaction there. The the Spider Man, Iron Man stuff is is always is great. The you Thor know, they, Rocket they Raccoon. Early.
1: The the Thor Rocket Raccoon buddy flick, road road trip flick was.
0: Oh, absolutely! Superb. I love that. too. That was fantastic.
1: Yeah, that was great. Um, I
0: think the team-ups that you saw were team-ups that you've never really seen in the comic books, which I thought was really unique and, and very cool.
1: And they stayed true to character. Tony Stark and Doctor Strange didn't get along right at first. Uh, those oh, two-
0: they, they were fantastic because they're so similar.
1: Yeah, they're, they're very similar, but they have two massively titanic egos, and they're both incredibly right. powerful, important characters, so naturally... In the Avengers world, in the MCU, eh, they're not going to get along at it first. They're
0: like shooting brothers.
1: Yeah, exactly. Very, very true. Um, I uh, I loved some of the... some. Of the, I love the fact that the movie gave us moments where we could laugh, despite the fact right. that all of this horrible carnage was going on, Gamora getting thrown off a cliff and everything else. The reappearance of the Red Skull, by the way, was... Totally unexpected. And oh, very cool. I, yeah,
0: I did. That totally blew me out of the water. I didn't I didn't see that coming. No. I was like, Holy crap, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> my,
1: my first thought was, What the shit? Are we gonna get the abomination next? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I was I was I was, yeah, I loved that the red skull made an appearance in there. Absolutely loved that.
1: Yeah, and it was a well it was a well written idea. You know, I touched the Tesseract and this was the this was the penance. I have to sit here yeah, it, and, it made sense. Yeah, it, it made a lot of sense. It was very well done. I also, uh, I loved the fact that um, Rocket Raccoon was constantly referred to as Rabbit by Thor. And right. uh, the banter between Rocket and uh, the White Wolf, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, Bucky, uh, when he was right. like, you know, oh, I'm getting that arm. I love that. Oh, absolutely. That was cool.
0: Yeah, that was, and, and the thing is, you know, as soon as you saw those two together, you knew that was coming. You knew yeah. that comment was coming. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he just He just cannot avoid the tech. All right, well, uh, just fantastic stuff, and uh, what's next? Next is Deadpool 2, is that right?
0: Yes, yeah, Deadpool uh, 2 is, uh, is, yeah, in two weeks.
1: In two weeks. Well, week and
0: a half, yeah, week and a half.
1: So that gives us the introduction of X-Force and um, continues and you the... know that
0: movie is just going to be hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that one. Plus, we've also got the Dark Phoenix film coming this year. We have the, oh, I,
0: I, I'm, I'm kind of on the edge of my seat on that one, because the last time they did the Dark Phoenix storyline, it was so horrible. Yeah, exactly. So I really hope that, they, that this is good.
1: There is potential for train wreck, I have to agree.
0: It is. I mean, that is my favorite of all X-Men storylines. That is my favorite comic book story, so my bar is raised very high, and I'm going to be very critical of that particular film.
1: Yeah, I was a big fan of the Age of Apocalypse storyline, and I was not impressed with the Apocalypse movie at all.
0: Right. I, I would agree.
1: Yeah. Um, we've also got the New Mutants that look like, looks like it's being done as kind of a horror film. We've got Venom coming out. I mean, it's like we've got all this homework right. we have to well, do.
0: Cloak and Dagger comes out in a month,
1: too. Yeah, that's true. And cl- who's going to have Cloak and Dagger again? Is that, um, that's not AMC. Who's got that?
0: Uh, is it sci-fi?
1: It might be sci-fi. I know somebody's it got it. It might be
0: sci-fi. I don't remember that. Have you been watching Krypton on sci-fi?
1: No, but I, it is on my list. I told you that I was going to finally start watching that, and I do plan on it. It's as soon as my other so shows end. Off,
0: the first couple episodes are a little slow. You've got Adam Strange in there, which is kind of cool. Nice. You know, he's coming back into the past 200 years to Superman's grandfather. Very cool. And Brainiac shows up. And this is when he takes Kandor.
1: Aha. All
0: right, and the the latest episode had a doomsday cameo.
1: Oh my God!
0: Yeah, so All I mean, right. and it makes sense the way they've done it. The first couple episodes starts a little slow, so get through those. But once you get about episode three or four, it starts picking up. Uh, there's seven episodes so far.
1: All right, I will. I will definitely so make sure you it a stick throw. with
0: it. Don't judge it by the first couple.
1: All right, I'll keep that in mind. All right. Once again, always a pleasure, my friend. And uh, uh, don't forget, everybody, this weekend, big event at the Hall of Heroes Museum. Once again, tell everybody what's going on and how to find the uh, location.
0: Absolutely. Avengers Day is going on this Saturday, May 12th from uh, 10 to 4. We're going to have the Marvel movie vehicles there uh, available for photos. Our Kickstarter launches, uh, we've got Comic-Con tickets on sale, we're going to have uh, Scott Rosema there, we're going to show pages of uh, the comic book. We're doing a comic book on the history of the museum and the collection, it's going to be one of our Kickstarters. We're also launching our membership program that we've never done, that's going to be a Kickstarter level, and you can actually, the best Kickstarter level is you can get an action figure of yourself in wow. our in museum. Wow. Yeah, that's our founder's level. You can have an action figure yourself alongside an action figure of Stan Lee, Richard Rollins, you know, some of the celebrities that have helped us over the years.
1: Very cool. Road
0: 105, 5805 Road 105 and Elkhart. But, uh,
1: <laughs> all right, once again, we will see you at the hall this weekend and uh, lots of stuff going on. And um, I say unto you, my friend, Excelsior.
0: Thank you. I hey, hate you as well. All
1: right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, this has been the Item Podcast, written and produced by me, Tommy Lee, and it comes out every now and then, whether it needs to or not, here at Audioboom and at iTunes and Google Play and blah, 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 blah. Um, it could even be enjoyed in Wakanda, thanks to the magic of the internet. Item doesn't follow much of a regular schedule, so if you want to hear it, you need to subscribe to it, and while you're doing that, you might as well give it a glowing rating. Glowing like the gems in the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, I'd also like you uh, to check out my other podcast, if you'd be so kind, The Archive. It's a fictional story transcribed from my second novel, and it drops every other Friday on most of these same providers. Uh, As usual, thanks for listening to The Item. It's part of the opt-in on-demand family of podcasts. By the way, I checked out the website, and it says that I was spared by Thanos, which is awesome. So I will talk to you again soon. This has been Item with Tommy Lee.